how far are you on your uh, thesis? I just did my first round of final edits today. So basically done, except for some proofreading, which is like terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I definitely cannot relate, but uh, (laughs) you have my support (laughs) for whatever it is you're feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It's gone by so fast. Like, It feels like I just started it and my thesis director is like, yeah, no major changes. I don't need to see anything from here on out. Just get ready for your board. So... Yeah. <laughs> so what does the process look like for you from here? So I will um, print it out, read through everything, make sure there are no like stupid typos or anything. And then it's due to my other two readers on the 28th. So I'll send it out to them. And then while they're reading it and preparing their comments, I'll be getting ready for like a 10 minute verbal introduction speech thing about like how I made the thing, I guess. And then, uh, I have to defend it. So I'll sit and uh, I'll give my little 10 minute spiel and then they'll each talk for about 30 minutes a piece, I guess, um, and ask me questions and things. And then so long as I don't somehow royally screw that up, I'm done. So, mm. Well, yeah. I don't envy you, <laughs> but good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> uh cool well um we can i guess we can start the show and move on to stuff that both of us do so um (laughs) i guess i'll go ahead and do the intro it is march 21st 2018 i'm michael gabriel and you're listening to run the small world a show in which i talk to friends and share my loves for disney running run disney and whatever else comes up uh you've been on the show before so i don't really need to do a full intro but who are you i am amanda k oaks Cool. And uh, last time you were on was how long ago was that? That was a little while ago, like a couple months, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Time is weird. Yeah, I feel like you were my third or fourth episode. I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so since we don't have to take up the time with the intro and stuff, I can go straight into the next segment, which is a running news item. So I'll go over something real quick. Uh, It's really less of a news item, but though I found it via the New York Times, it was like this weird thing that they wrote up. This guy, uh, his name is Chris Zablocki, and he's a they say he's basically the best marathoner none of us have ever heard of. Uh, (laughs) He's a uh, he's a 29 year old doctor in Connecticut who is just like waiting to be matched for his residency. But he just runs marathons a lot and very, very fast. So like in the last seven years, he's done 47 of them and he's won 19 of them, which is not a thing that very fast people do. Like the, the people who do them really fast tend to not do nearly that many. Um, <laughs> so like uh, to give an idea in 2017, he did uh, he did one in two hours, 13 minutes and 45 seconds, which is the, it was the 19th fastest in the U S that year. And it was his 11th for the year. So like, yeah, crazy fast guy. <laughs> very weird. Um, mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. Like even though he's waiting to see who he's matched to right now, he also is about to go and defend his world record for fastest indoor marathon. So like, it's a weird thing. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'm going to link to the article in the New York Times in the show notes for this podcast. But like, it is kind of crazy how nuts this guy is. It's like, man, if I could just do like one marathon as fast as whatever his slowest is, I'd be super <laughs> happy. <laughs> yeah. But uh but I very likely will end up beating him in terms of numbers if I keep up the like my goals for next year. So yeah, so we'll, we'll see. There is that. <laughs> there is. I, that. I'll have something on him. Yes, <laughs> and you'll both have a world on me. So 
Well, there you go. I mean, you only say that now. I didn't think I would ever do a marathon a year before I did one. And look at me now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to talk because I think we had mentioned last time that you were going to do your first 10K. Like we were talking about me me peer pressuring you into it, um, I think. (laughs) Uh, And so we have an update on that. You have an update on that, uh, yes. and I will then continue to peer pressure you into a half marathon and marathon from that from, from there. So, excellent. Uh, so I guess, <laughs> so I guess that takes us into the next segment, which is the guest topic. So, what are you going to talk about today, Amanda? <laughs> well, um, were you planning on asking me about the 10K? Because I have another topic in mind, or we can talk about that now. Um, I figured we both have things we did for the first time this weekend. So those could just be each of our topics. Okay, Yeah, sounds perfect. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah, so I guess I ran a 10K on Saturday. Hooray! How was it? Where was it? It was in Erie, Pennsylvania. So it was up on Lake Erie, which was very beautiful. It was really, really snowy, which I sort of knew in the back of my head it was going to be like that. But in March, it can go either way. So yeah, it it was a gorgeous course. Um, very cold day. So that was, uh, not quite, I've never really raced in that much cold before. So it wasn't necessarily ideal for my first 10 K, but I had been training with cold cause I knew it was going to be cold. So yeah, I did it. I think that's the main thing. I did it. <laughs> it is, and it was your PR for a 10 K too. Cause you've done t- like that distance in training, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the fastest I've done it. Um, I think not by a ton, but that's not surprising since it was so cold. But yeah, personal record. Did you did you run into any like layering issues with how cold it was? Um, I think the main thing was just the fact that I really wanted to show off my St. Patrick's Day gear. So uh, I was a little bit okay. bummed about that because I had a shirt that said, um, my roommate bought it for me last year and it's born lucky on St. Patrick's Day because it's also my birthday. So I was like wanting to wear my shirt and wanting to have all of my swag and everything and but I had to end up wearing wearing a jacket um so that was what I usually run in in that cold so I I think I was pretty prepared in terms of layering but once once I got about halfway through I got really hot weirdly (laughs) so even though it was like 32 degrees outside I was just really overheating and I think it was was nerves a little bit um so I had to like stop and take my jacket off and run in just my long long sleeve shirt for the rest of it so that felt weird but Cool. Yeah. Well, um, so I guess what is your take on the race itself since this is your first one? I know we talked about on Twitter about some weirdness in it, but uh, hopefully there's some (laughs) other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people had told me I'm in a couple of different running groups on Facebook and I I got really nervous the night before and I was like, what should I expect from being alone at a race? And people were really friendly. The energy was a little bit lower just because it was it was cold. So everybody was just kind of like pacing around trying to stay warm before it started. But it was a a really beautiful course and everyone was really nice. Everyone was really fast in the 10 K, (laughs) which I don't know. I mean, I say really fast and I average like a 12 and a half minute mile. So I'm really slow, but (laughs) when everyone took off, I was just like, Oh, there they all go. And here I am back here. But, um, that was a lot of fun. It was a little lower energy than some of the other races I've been in, but I think probably just the weather was the factor there and no water was a weird, weird thing, but <laughs> yeah. So, so did they have Gatorade during the race, but no water? It was that, so, that it, there was nothing during the race at all. Like no, that's so weird. Yeah. Mm. I, 
I mean, I thought so, but I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I've never run a 10K, so I don't know. But at the end, they did have Gatorade. And I think there had been water bottles. I think they just didn't anticipate how many people there were going to be. And by the time slow Amanda got over the finish line, all the water bottles were gone. So, Man. See, it's, it's weird because like sometimes I do 5Ks that have water at the end and nothing during. But honestly, mm-hmm. even most 5Ks have at least one stop for for something. Um, yeah. 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 I thought it was a bit, a bit strange too. I don't know if they were just thinking no volunteers wanted to stand out in, in the 30 degree weather or if they were just like, eh, everybody will be fine. Cause it's cold, but I mean, it That's was fine. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, oh, that would be rough. Cause like you still sweat when you're running, like, especially for people who are going like really hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that my, sounds not fun. Yeah. I looked very, much like I was dying in the, they actually did a video at the finish line, which was really cool. I've never had someone do a video. So I like watched myself hobble across the finish line. And my, my whole expression is just like water. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, that just means that your next one will be better. Uh, and uh, you'll also have a better experience with your first half marathon, which will be soon, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it means. I, I definitely came away with it, like already planning what my next 10K was going to be because I want it to be better. So I already know, I think, what that one's going to be. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Any, yeah. Uh, any clues to that? Or how yeah. long at least? Well, it's um, going to be the Flying Pig Marathon in oh, Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do the 10K for that in May, as long as everything shakes out okay with graduation and I'm able to get to Cincinnati that weekend. So it's looking good. I really want to do the flying pig, the full at some point. Like people have yeah. talked to me about it. I have a few friends who used to live in Cincinnati and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Michael, you have to do the flying pig. And some point I will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Cincinnati. I don't know if you knew that about me, but yeah. so I've always wanted to be a part of that in some way. So I'm excited. So you'll just have to work your way up to all <laughs> the distances of, of the flying pig, right? Oh yeah, totally. We'll see. You'll get there. I promise. <laughs> I'll just make you do it. That's I, since I have that power. Clearly, uh, yes. Clearly, you can just <laughs> force me the entire way. <laughs> That's it. I will force everyone to do a marathon at some point or another. That's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> every single person. But I will encourage people wholeheartedly to do it because I think everyone can. <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, well, that's exciting. So I'm I'm glad that you had a. I mean, you survived and it wasn't too terrible, even though it should have been much better. So I think like net, you know, you're capable of much more than that. Exactly. And, you know, I finished at the end of the day, which some at some points during it, I did not. I was telling myself, I'll just quit. Like, I'm just going to stop because it was rough, but I didn't quit. So that's all that matters. Yay. So then I have um, a couple of two different normally I don't have two but I have two mm-hmm. different Disney news items uh this time because they're both pretty short um the first is I think either late yesterday or today Disney actually announced that they're going to start introducing Marvel lands to uh various parks so wow. I know we had had this discussion before about the weirdness yeah. of the fact that yeah Universal has the Marvel stuff in Orlando mm-hmm. um and it's just because of the way, way contracts work. But they announced that in their California, Paris, and Hong Kong parks, they're going to introduce a bunch of Marvel-specific stuff like as actual kind of areas of the parks rather than just individual attractions. So um, they'd been alluding to it before, but yesterday was like an official announcement, and I think they have a YouTube video that like advertises it or reveals. 
So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm interested to see what they do with that. Yeah, it'll just have to be more reason for me to go to some of the parks that aren't Orlando. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's going to be so weird once, because uh, I assume the government's going to approve the Fox acquisition. So once that happens, it's going to be weird, like that Universal who really won't have access to very many of these Fox things. I guess they'll still have the Sony stuff, but like, I don't know. It's going to be very odd. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The other thing is the, so the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, which is a classic like ride uh, started in Disneyland has been put in many other parks, including Disney world. Um, they announced a while ago that changes were coming to some of the part, uh, some of the rides. Cause there's kind of this area that makes people really uncomfortable um, where uh, there's a section of the ride where there's a bride auction that says bride auction. And there's a, uh, a woman who everybody calls red with two D's cause she had red hair, uh, who was being sold on a podium with a sign that said, take a wench for a bride. Uh, and that, as you can yeah. tell, is probably not necessarily a thing that Disney would continue to want to be in the park. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> not great. <laughs> so, uh, they just finished the rehaul in Disney world and two days ago, finally opened it up, uh, with the new version. Uh, and it so now it's just a regular, uh, it just says auction and red has become one of the pirates who is conducting the auction and they're selling, I guess, rum that they stole from the island and stuff like that. So, um, so now she's a pirate. So hooray Yay. for positive changes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I didn't know what the timing was on that. I knew it was happening soon, but now it is officially the new version in Disney world. So, so it's fun little things. Um, and that's the Disney news. So nothing major this time. So, I mean, I guess the last episode I put up was, just Saturday and it's Wednesday now. Uh, and I was talking about being excited and maybe a little bit nervous about pacing a race for the first time. And I did it. Yeah. And, and it went great. So yes, I, uh, I maybe had a little bit of bleeding in um, sensitive areas under the shirt yeah. <laughs> that was visible, but that's okay. <laughs> I it didn't really bug me. I, except for the fact that I could see it. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh no. So I was like trying to, when I could trying to maneuver my hand in the way for photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's rough. Especially that, that shirt was such a light, light color yeah. too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens when I don't get to choose my own clothing. Uh, <laughs> I say that, but it also happened in January. So I, I don't know why it's happened to uh, two full marathons in a row because mm -hmm. I, my first 10 marathons, I had no problem. So I, I'm not sure what's going on, but, um, but yeah, it was a really, really fun experience. Um, my favorite thing about running has been like, once I kind of got into it, it's been really fun to encourage other people. And that was basically what this was for 26 miles. Um, like I, I started off, there's a fun thing is one of my co-pacers. Uh, so I was paired with two experienced pacers and one of them uh, was my high school track and cross country coach. Oh, nice. Yeah. So really fun, but she ended up actually nursing a stress fracture. So she only did the half marathon. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but we, uh, kind of, so she wasn't dressed as a pacer and stuff, but we caught her really quick. And so she actually was running with me for the first couple of miles before dropping back just a little bit since I was like the head of the group. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of ran with us for the first six, six and a half miles before the, the half and full split off. And she finished, um, the other experienced pacer, like he's considerably older than me, mm -hmm. uh, but like has times faster than my best times, but he was for whatever reason, really struggling that day. So I ended up actually being the person who was having no issues, um, which was nice. Yeah, uh, gotta be a nice feeling for your first time. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it was just really fun. Cause like, I really did just talk the entire time. Like 
I I was a little bit nervous because a nobody like I've never done a race where people were actually depending on me to hit a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B is like, well, what if I because of the way my training is going, like what if I actually end up having a harder time than I should at that pace? But but like I looked at my Garmin stuff afterwards and my heart rate like never went into the highest zone. It was kind of it was like very clearly a comfortable pace for me. And I just sat there and talked to people. And I probably had at some points like a group of about 30 people like behind me just keeping pace. And it was fun because like there were times where, you know, I would sit there and I just like ask everybody how they're doing. And, you know, I would just talk them through the hills and stuff and just make sure that I was sort of distracting them from the running itself. Yeah. Um, especially in the really boring stretches because it's a hard course and it has very, very long, boring stretches with nothing to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, only a couple of the people who were talking to me, uh, and most of them were kind of silent the whole time or would only chime in every once in a while, but there were a few who were actually relatively talkative. Uh, and only a couple of them were experienced marathoners who just, you know, they kind of weren't sure what pace they would hit today and they wanted to hit this one, but the rest were mostly first timers. And it was fun. Cause like once we passed the half marathon point, I was like, all right, everybody. So I want everybody to tell me what the fast or what the longest distance you did in training was. And everybody started saying it. It's like, all right, every single time we pass one of your new, one of your longest distance, I want you to say so, so we can all celebrate with you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's nice. So, so it was a fun thing because they were all cheering each other on and, and stuff like that. And uh, and I was like, all right, guys, like we're only at mile 18. I, you should still be talking to me. Uh, you know, it's OK if you start getting silent around like 2021. But right now we need to still be, you know, still doing OK. And um, and then kind of when we got into that later distance, it, it was sort of a like, all right, everybody, like, how are your legs? Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, it's OK to admit if you're feeling it like, you know, and so I was like, who's feeling it? And people were like, all right, yeah, feeling it a little bit. It's like, that's OK. Like they had earlier asked me what time I was shooting for and I mentioned it and they're like, Oh, so you can do a lot, a lot faster than this. I was like, yes, yes, I can. (laughs) Uh, And it was like, and it was like, so you already know what time I'm shooting for in the future and I'm feeling it, which means you are totally safe if you're feeling it right now. Like um, if you're feeling it a little bit, you're going to make it to the end. Please don't start worrying. Like, um, and that was fun. And so, you know, a few miles, I think mile 22, 23, especially by mile 24, I had started telling people to kind of leave me behind and, and most of them did. And there were a couple who, you know, were having a harder time. I was like, all right, then stick with me to the end, but I'm going to push you at the, at the finishing shoot. And, uh, and they ended up finishing ahead of me too. And it was real fun. Like in the pictures, I only see one person, uh, one woman who finished with me because everybody else, either they fell off much earlier or they actually managed to pull away from me, uh, you know, and finish anywhere from 20 seconds to like a minute and a half before me by the end, which is kind of what I wanted to see. So, yeah. um, So it was great. And I I was also a little bit nervous because I've run with pacers who did not do a good job of keeping pace. And I kept pretty even splits. Like I think the fastest and slowest miles that I had were about 35 seconds apart, which is not that bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So pretty good zone. And I finished 30, 32, 33 seconds off of the target 345 pace. So um, so we finished at or I finished at 334, 27, which was good. So uh, I felt really good about it. And it was like, all right, I've done this. I'll probably sign up for the same marathon next year because I hate this course, but they uh, are, they're changing the name and changing the course for next year. And I'm really optimistic because uh, the Atlanta Track Club, which I'm a member of, they run the, the race now, mm-hmm. but this is only the second year they've done that. They sort of like partnered with the people who were doing it before. And now it seems like they're sort of taking the lead on it. And I trust them to really make it a much better course than it has been in the past. So. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. 
Good. Well, I'm glad that it went well because I know you were nervous. So, yay. Yeah, I, I was like really kind of telling people a little bit in in real like life and stuff, but in Hogwarts Running Club, <laughs> Hufflepuff. Shout out to Hufflepuffs. Yes, Hufflepuffs. <laughs> <laughs> In the uh, Hufflepuff common room, I was like, all right, so uh, I'm a bit nervous about this, you guys. Um, yeah, Hufflepuffs but- are always a good place to turn if you're feeling nervous because they're so supportive. <laughs> yes, uh, especially because I think most of the time when I tell people I'm nervous, they'll like people will dismiss it. They'll mm-hmm. be like, Michael, you do great. I was like, but but I really am nervous. <laughs> and it, it was much more encouraging than that. Like people, yes, in the Hufflepuff house were like, you're going to do great. But it wasn't like a why are you worried you do well at things like it was like okay no we get it you're gonna do great i was like oh so it was it was definitely nice to see that like in the morning when i woke up um and then i got through it and it was great so uh yeah fun so Mm -hmm. fun first times for both of us i guess yes go us yes (laughs) victories um well cool so uh i guess other than that what are you looking forward to Oh, let's see. What am I looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to warm weather and being able to run outside without having to think so much about layers. Uh, we got a, <laughs> a ton of snow in Pittsburgh today, so the warmth feels very far away now. So I'm excited for when it finally decides to show up. <laughs> so for you, since I mean you and I are acclimated to different you know, temperatures, uh, what is warm enough for you to not think about layers? I guess my ideal running temperature is like 45, 50 degrees. I still have to layer a little bit with that, but that's when I, where I'm the most comfortable because I don't overheat. But I think I don't worry about yeah. layers above like 60. So Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, I guess, maybe just because I've done a bunch of cold weather races and stuff. Like I'm actually pretty much in the same. I actually probably won't even layer once it's in the like low 50s, mm-hmm. maybe even upper 40s. I'll probably just do short sleeves and shorts at that point. And I'll be freezing before I get started and moving. But generally, I warm up. And I, I guess it depends on what pace I'm doing, too. Like if I'm doing a long, slow run, I'll do a layer. But if I'm doing like a regular middle of the week run where I'm doing it a kind of, for me, a pace where I feel like I'm moving, but I'm not, you know, killing myself then shorts and short sleeves is enough for me uh at that point so yeah uh but but i really 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 hate those couple of minutes when i'm waiting for my gps watch to lock before i go (laughs) oh yeah yeah i usually do just like a long sleeve shirt because i i hate being cold but i i always get so hot when i'm running so you know everybody does (laughs) Uh, under normal circumstances i'd prefer it be really hot when i'm running i want it to be like you know 50 but um but at the same time I don't, I mean, I do literally sweat, but I was going to say I don't sweat it when it's getting really hot. So, so like I, I'll, uh, I'll run outdoors in the Georgia, like in the Atlanta heat when it's 95, 96 mm-hmm. degrees and I'll knock out, you know, five, six, seven miles. Granted, I'll be carrying tons and tons and tons of water when I do, but, yeah. um, that's been the, I think the, that first year of training, that's what really kind of learning how different temperatures translated to completely different amount of, uh, different amounts of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like six miles in like, if it's really cold, like a tiny handheld water bottle would be more than enough. Six miles in like the Georgia heat was like, okay, I need 20 ounces of water and I'm still going to feel dehydrated at the end. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, And it's like eight miles at that point, eight miles at that point was like my full on camelback with the, like the, (laughs) the, you know, liters of water in it. And I'll probably still empty it out before I hit 10 miles. So, uh, that's, uh, it's a crazy adjusting for, 
water is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that this summer, (laughs) running longer distances in the heat, but we'll get there. That's right. (laughs) You will. And hey, if you at some point want to, I I mean, you don't have, obviously this year is probably not the year for it, but if at some point you want to do a really exciting 10K, like a particularly exciting one that's just a 10K, down here in Atlanta, we have uh, the Peachtree Road Race, which Mm -hmm. is the largest 10K in the world. It's like 60 something thousand people. Oh, nice. Uh, And it is uh, a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's just this huge event. And actually it's fun because the finishing line is within walking distance of my, it's at the like major park in Atlanta that's within walking distance of my apartment. So... (laughs) So I just like camp out because I'm in the first wave and I finish and I just camp out for like two hours as people like walk up to me and say, hey, and then eventually I walk yeah. out. Uh, yeah. And it's the 4th of July. So everybody has it off of work and it's a lot of fun. Oh, that does sound like a um, lot of fun. Yeah. So so at some point in the future, you can look into it. Maybe next year. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year a lot because my life is going to belong to me again. So I'm going to be able to oh, plan right. things because I'm not going to be in school. So yeah. <laughs> You'll come down to Atlanta and do the peach tree and you'll do your first full marathon. And <laughs> We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I feel like we have to, just because we're on the podcast together, we have to give a shout out to Harry Potter stuff. So um, I am looking forward to, so we, we just got the trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts movie that I cannot think of the title of right now. Uh, the um, Crimes of Grindelwald, I believe. There you go. Yes. So I am looking forward to that. Um, I am looking forward to that whenever it comes out. I have not paid attention. I'm assuming it's towards the end of the year because it feels like they'll always put those movies out towards the end of the year. But Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I didn't actually... I watched the trailer, but I didn't actually log the date either. I don't know. So anyways, I'm excited um, because Newt is the best and he's a Hufflepuff. So Yes. I think... Yeah, 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 he is definitely a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff, right? okay. and cool. Eddie Redmayne, the actor who plays him, is also a Hufflepuff, so lots of Hufflepuff love. Mm-hmm. Hufflepuffs are the best, and no one here can deny it. So, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Anyone who is on this podcast is not allowed to deny it. So, <laughs> That's a good rule. I like that rule. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I finally got a, uh, a Hufflepuff sweatshirt while I was down in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So nice. now I have my swag to rock when it's cold. <laughs> I, I have uh, all I have right now. I'm actually wearing it as we speak and I'm a day late for the Hufflepuff um, uh, pride day, mm-hmm. but it's the uh, Hufflepuff Quidditch captain uh, shirt. So nice. So that's fun. Uh, and it's nice because it's got like this little like felt layer that actually has the, the badger and so on. Uh, and I also have a matching Hufflepuff water bottle that I use for various things. It's not like a running water bottle. It's just nice to walk with it as a little clip, but uh, I need to get much more Hufflepuff swag, especially I need to prepare for um, my next marathon because since I'm going for time, Mm -hmm. I need to, uh, I, so some people in Hogwarts running club have talked me into basically modifying uh, something into a tank top and they just showed off Hogwarts running club just showed off its new house swag. Right. So like, so I think I'm going to pick up the new uh, Hufflepuff shirt and see about turning that into a tank top to use for my May race, which is the one where I will be pushing hard for. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure it um, will go well, especially if you're rocking your Hogwarts running club gear. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'll have all the puffs with me in spirit. Uh, uh, but yeah, I guess also last thing, speaking of uh, Hogwarts running club, I've just, it's been weird. Like I've started making like, friends through the club i mean because like i knew you already 
um, through She's the First and then got into Hogwarts Running Club. And we talked about it last time, but now like people are friend requesting me on Facebook and have commented on a, enough of my like posts in there that now I'm actually becoming friends with them. And it's like a fun little thing. So hopefully that means I'll have more Hogwarts Running Club people on the on the show at some point or another. Yeah, so. definitely. Be fun, fun, fun. Uh, well, cool. Do you have any other stuff that you want to go over or cover? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Cool. Yeah. Well, great. Well, uh, Amanda K. Oaks, thank you so much for being my guest again. Thank you for having um, me. And I guess I asked you this last time, and I don't know if this has changed. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, still no. Still too busy with school <laughs> okay. to have anything else going on right now. Well, at some point I'll have you on, and the answer will be yes. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> cool well uh for anyone listening then um the you can as usual you can follow the show on instagram at run the small world you can follow it on twitter at run small world you can follow me on instagram and twitter at alhim which is a-u-h-i-m uh, i'm probably less fun to follow on twitter i don't know because <laughs> that's like more of my i dump every single thought i have onto twitter there's lots of uh lots of nerdy tangents and stuff yeah <laughs> yes well there's like politics mm -hmm. and like nerdy stuff and like a lot of stuff that i just won't put in other places because i don't know i just don't think they're very exciting for people but i care so they go on there <laughs> i feel like twitter is conducive to that kind of just random thought dumpings yeah twitter is very much it's sort of like a, a stream of consciousness of me <laughs> on there um so so yeah, everybody, uh, thanks for listening and tune in next time. And uh, that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am totally going to pressure you as much as I possibly can to get you to do like a half marathon and a full marathon and so on. I mean, in a, in a pleasant way. Yeah, I, like, obviously, if you <laughs> so, but it will be very much positive. Pressure. I will accept the positive pressure. I'm, I'm already thinking, we'll see how the next few 10Ks go. I'm already thinking half marathon, but... Next few 10Ks, you don't need to do several more before your first half. Uh, we'll see. That that one was pretty uh, pretty brutal, so I definitely want to feel better about that distance before I push for more. <laughs> okay, so really you just need to get like get through one and feel good. Exactly. I need to have one that goes okay. well and be like, oh, okay, I can run that distance without wanting to die, so let's try to do more. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, at some point or another, when you're less budget and time constrained, uh, we'll see about talking you into doing a Disney one. Oh, definitely. Because um, those are <laughs> both budget and time intensive. Yes, so. but they look like so much fun. So <laughs> They are. And, and, and the hotels, like if you do one of the value resorts and split costs with people, mm -hmm. they're not too bad. So, um, yeah. And I think so this year I'm doing all of them. Right. And then but I think starting next year, I'm going to drop down to only two of the weekends a year. So <laughs> I'll be doing the big dopey challenge in january which is like the four races and then i really love the wine and dine weekend in november like that's my favorite yeah. um and uh and i've done so they started you know the challenges are like multi-race yeah, yeah. things and so the 10k half marathon challenge for the wine and dine this is only the third year of it and i'm so i'll have done all of them so oh, far fun. and once you hit five years they start to like anybody who has done a challenge or a race since it's inception gets like a perfect bib so my my bib would look different from everybody else's because oh. i would be a perfect uh a, a perfect challenger which would just be really cool to have that little bit of you know yeah a thing yeah that would be so, cool uh, yeah oh i didn't mention on the show it's totally random um I, I mentioned on twitter and facebook though like earlier today so run disney does like a once a season um email newsletter mm -hmm. That they, that they have uh it's called like the stride newsletter and i was looking i got that today and i was glancing through it, it was like oh my god that's a picture of oh, me nice <laughs> uh, and 
it was the picture because wine and dine registration just opened. It was a picture of me finishing from wine and dine last year. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's me in the chef Mickey outfit jumping. It's from behind. So you only know if I tell you it's <laughs> me, but like, you can also see all my other race photos to verify that it's <laughs> definitely me. And it's just like me airborne with nobody between me and the finish line uh, and just like pumping my arms and legs. Uh, and it's just a really fun little photo. And then in that, they link to the blog post they put out the end of February. So less than a month ago. And if you click that, it says um, it, it like it's they sum up the princess weekend and yeah. i am a photo in there so nice. like uh, in that thing so it's just like they keep re- it's only the same two photos but they keep reusing those two photos <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean they're fun photos so it makes sense and that has to feel nice you're like slightly disney famous yeah so it's like okay how many more of these photos will i ever get will they start intentionally avoiding using pictures of me <laughs> like, <Enough> of this guy <laughs> he's in these photos way too often <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I need to probably tonight or tomorrow, I need to finalize and order the last of my Star Wars costume pieces so I can make sure I have those reliably put together way before the race weekend because I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going to finish them in time. When so. is that? When is that coming up? Uh, that is, I think, just about a month from, let me see. It's what weekend? It's it's the 21st today? Yeah, yeah it's, so it's a month. Uh, Friday the twentieth, Saturday the twenty-first, Sunday the twenty-second. That's the five, ten, and half. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so a month from now is Star Wars weekend, and then a month from that is the the marathon. I'm actually I'm coming to Pennsylvania, but it's it's over west of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Philadelphia, so it's in the Poconos. Oh yeah, yeah. So. That's where my roommate's from. So familiar. Cool. Yeah. I'll be flying into Philly, crashing with a friend in Philly for Friday night, then going to the Poconos for Saturday night and the race, and then flying back to Atlanta Sunday. So sounds like a full weekend. Sounds like it'd be fun though. 